Screen Talk is brought to you by Disney Pixar's Inside Out, the astonishing original film that turns the way we think about emotions upside down. Now Golden Globe nominated for Best Animated Feature. Critics are calling Inside Out nothing short of brilliant. Rolling Stone says it's a flat-out masterpiece, and Richard Roper of the Chicago Sun-Times declares it's one of the best movies of the year, period. Winner of the New York Film Critics Circle's Best Animated Feature and named one of the top films of the year by the National Board of Review. Directed by Academy Award winner Pete Docter, produced by Jonas Rivera, and featuring an original score by Michael Giacchino, Disney Pixar's Inside Out. Welcome to Screen Talk, IndieWire's weekly podcast. I'm Eric Cohn, the Deputy Editor-in-Chief Film Critic, joined as always by Antonza from Thompson in Hollywood, and this time also by a very special guest, uh, the always eloquent and uh, very enjoyable Sasha Stone from Awards Daily, who we admire so much for her ability to work this circuit and remain sane while we all go crazy. Sasha, how are you doing today? Thank you guys for having me. What an honor to be on this great podcast. Um... I don't know how sane I stay, but <laughs> I think we all go a little crazy. But you, you and I have been emailing each other this week in a sort of enjoyable way. That was part of what um, inspired me to invite you. We dug into a couple of different things. We were kind, we were kind of wondering how seriously. Well, the SAG nominations were so weird. They just were. I mean, don't you think, Sasha? Yeah, I do. In fact, I I was so taken aback by them that I actually did, you know, quite a bit of research to see. That's what we were really talking about. That's it. You know, how much of an outlier is this year and why is it so different? And really, there's only one year that we could find recently that um, it was like this, which is 2007, where No Country for Old Men was nominated and then all the other films it was nominated with didn't go on to get a Best Picture nomination. Of course, there were only five then, and now there are more. So we don't really know how it would have worked within this system. But the idea was that, you know, the the one film that got nominated still managed to go on and win Best Picture, and the only one in that lineup is Spotlight. Um, and that's why we were trying to figure out, is this it? Is the race over? Spotlight now the winner. But I always find this conversation style to be sort of peculiar because on the one hand, you'll look at it and try to read into, you know, what went awry here. But then, on the other hand, you have something like the Golden Globe nominations coming out this morning that seem much more aligned with what you would expect. So is is, is it that the SAG nominations indicate the race is going in a direction you didn't pick up on before, or is it just sort of an anomaly and, and that group of voters are just thinking differently this season? I believe that it's an anomaly, but I also believe that there's a SAG-AFTRA warp in it and and it, it just feels like too many of these nominations were skewed by campaigning or maybe people didn't see because uh, it was also true on the tv side as well as the film side that it just didn't ring it, it just didn't get close enough to where where my instincts tell me and uh, you, you see Sasha you tend to be a little more statistically you and Chris Tapley tend to lean on the statistics more I I really lean on what I'm learning from from voters but if someone like Matt Damon is left is left off of the SAG list and included on the Golden Globes list he has a less statistical likelihood of being an Oscar nominee that's just the way it works right 
I'm sitting here nodding my head because everything you're saying is so right. I'm just thinking she's so right. It's so because one of the biggest shockers of the Sagnoms, I know we're getting to Golden Globes, but this is different. The Golden Globes were a little more plugged in than they the were. And you know, you had Helen Mirren getting nominated for Woman in Gold and that movie was was panned by critics and and um Sarah Silverman's movie wasn't loved by critics and Trumbo certainly wasn't. So it was interesting to see kind of it seemed like they were sort of on their own island and that they weren't really paying attention to anything like even reviews or buzz or anything. So I don't know what that tells us. Well, it also reveals what actors like. I mean, the <laughs> I mean, I like Actors that. Actors love a comedian like Sarah Silverman that, going great. for broke. You that's know? great. It's, they it's love a, nice a show contrast. business movie like Trumbo. See, <laughs> I'm interrupting Eric now. <laughs> no, but no, I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm nodding my head now because what I'm thinking about is, well, everybody looks at the critics' awards and starts to make assumptions about the direction of award season, but that's just what critics are choosing to single out. Right. And what you're saying is. This is another thought for what actors are responding to. So in some ways, it's complicating the narrative just because these are different kinds of sensibilities that we're progressing through rather than sort of the sense that consensus is starting to take shape around something. That's part of the problem is that there's a disparate... Like it's a good problem. It's, it's, it's an interesting problem. I mean, Spotlight, the reason we're all focused on Spotlight is that it's the only one that has all the right elements. I argued for a while that The Martian had them, but The Martian clearly, in terms of perception or in terms of what the studio has been able to do to manage perception, hasn't got the gravitas that it needs or Matt Damon would have gotten nominated. It's, it's just that simple. I, I, I Don't you agree, Sasha? I, I do. I think that the biggest surprise for me, the total takeaway from both of these two award announcements was that, you know, St- Steve Jobs is still sort of in the race. and Very much so. I would say it's strong. It's strong. And Trumbo is a player. I mean, definitely. We don't know where it's going, but we were not counting Brian Cranston. Well, among actors. It means that it has support from the actors. It doesn't have support from anyone else. Right. So probably. Brian Cranston is going to be in the best actor race and he's and- probably going to bump any hope that Matt, Matt Damon. Well, maybe. I think the Martian, I think Globes helped to salvage Matt Damon a bit. It, it, the statistics show that if you get one or the other, you have a better shot. And if you get both, you have the best shot. And mm-hmm. if you get neither, like poor Charlotte Rampling at this point, you know, I'm holding on to for dear life, you know, that the Academy will come through for her. She That's still not a very likely th- scenario right now. And then you have to fault, I IFC, you have to fault. You have to say, did they mount enough of a marketing campaign? Was the film? There's time. There's time for people to see that movie. I think there's enough critical buzz around it, but it's still a longer shot now. Well, it's, it's, all, a, it's a harder stuff. sell, though, right? I mean, than than something like The Martian. I mean, that, that's more surprising that it seems to be losing momentum. Right. It is surprising. It surprised all of us, I think. But I don't think it's lose. I think Anne's right that. The fact that it didn't get an ensemble nomination or a Matt Damon just means it won't win Best Picture. It doesn't Correct. mean it's not going to be in the race or that Ridley Scott couldn't still win Best Director. He's I mean, still the front runner, I think. But he's And he's duking it out with George Miller. Mad Max is still in there. <laughs> That's amazing, too. You got to credit Anne for that one. I'm uh, sorry. 
such well a we're all we're all we're, we have our it, the critics Actually, came through for it really yeah. and I, I suspect that the broadcast film critics also are you in that group uh, sasha i'm not in it but i just remember i'm telling you because i tracked your your last year with the grand budapest hotel how you hung on to that one and against all odds and it stayed in the race and same with man max i was like she's totally holding on to this and nobody else has it predicted and just because you did i kept it on mine and then it turned out that i got to get lucky and look like i was one of the smart people that well i did very badly on my sag picks and much better on my globes picks thank god yeah you couldn't have seen that sag thing coming no well come on guys it's got to be surprising to you sometimes it can't be always spot on i mean the the globes (laughs) at least you know the if they if they tend to be more conventional then you have something to count on as you head into the deeper you know forest of Oscar season but there's got to be a couple of surprises in there well let's say let's just say we were to look at, at each of these categories quickly um from set uh from no I'm I'm just looking at the Oscar uh predictions oh, now you, based on what these two did which which where what did we learn and I would say I, I still have spotlighted at number one, no question. Uh, do you, Sasha? I, I, you know, I begrudgingly am going to have to shift it there. And, and I don't think and I love the movie, by the way, I've watched it like four times now. And I think it's so good. It just it just I, my brain is telling me and, it, and believe me, I know mathematically no other film could win. I'm just having a hard time seeing all the thousands of guild members voting for it for some reason. But I know that'll change once it wins. I'm sure I felt the same way about Birdman last year to to see people rally around it. I don't think Spotlight can lose. It's just it's it's old. just weird that it's not getting the acting nominations that it should yeah. get. And you know there's a fluke there, which is that these actors all wanted to to contend in supporting and they've been knocking each other out, unfortunately. Right. So they win SAG Ensemble, it wins Best Picture, somebody else wins Best Director, maybe, Spotlight wins Screenplay, maybe, you know, maybe one of their supporting get in, but, but it is rare for a Best Picture frontrunner to not have being dragged along by a strong performance. That's- if I were Open Road, I would move right now to position Michael Keaton as Best Actor and Ruffalo is supporting, and then they would have a chance at getting both of them in. They would, and or just one. I mean, they could. They would have had to sacrifice one for the other, you know, just to get an acting nomination. I know it sounds crazy to think think like that, Eric. We sound like monsters, but <laughs> the truth is that you know, um, you don't want to see a movie like that not win just because of the lack of organization within the, the actors. Well, they're, they're, they, they acceded to the actors' wishes in this case. And, and by the way, I think their campaign has been incredibly effective. And this whole thing of bringing out the reporters and the editors and, and mm-hmm. making it serious and making it about a real, real people, I think that was all very effective. But they haven't won in the sense of getting these acting nominations. And, I'm and just, uh, frankly, guys, I mean, it's, for me, it's just that I... I'm less excited by a spotlight than I am by some of these other potential front runners, and if that really is mathematically sort of the end game, it's just, I, I find it. I mean, I I have a lot of respect for that movie. It's not personally the kind of cinema that I get really excited about, and so it, to me, just hearing these sort of things is, is dispiriting because I'm looking at the the Globe nominations for best motion picture drama and you have carol in there you have mad max in there you have the revenant in there and room and all of those movies to me are, are more exciting in the sense that they show me something i've never seen before all right let's talk so. about that is there any way that carol or the revenant which would be the two strongest candidates in my view could move into best picture contention 
I mean, Carol did get Best Drama. Carol did get both actors nominated and both. It, it didn't get ensemble, right? Is that it, or did it? No, it didn't. Yeah. So that's why we aren't saying that it could win. Right. And it's only a math thing because the only movie that's ever in all the 20 years that SAG has been around gotten a win without a SAG ensemble was Braveheart. And the reason that Braveheart won, everybody knows, but one of the reasons is that, you know, um, Apollo 13 was was the front runner and it was kind of it was the, the respected movie. It wasn't necessarily the loved movie. It wasn't the passionate choice. And um, the director, Ron Howard, didn't get a nomination. Now, that didn't stop Ben Affleck. Uh, Apollo 13 won everything heading into the race, but at the very last... There it come- was a big surprise. It was a huge shock when that didn't win. It's true. It was. And so that's the only scenario we have to go on of, a, of any film but Spotlight winning. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's also it's, it's been a decade since the Brokeback Mountain crash situation, I believe. Mm, which. Uh, right. Is there is there anything along those lines that could happen? I mean, if if consensus keeps forming around Spotlight, is there one movie that could be the big upset? Is that is that and is that Carol? I mean, it's, well, actually, Brokeback Mountain would argue against Carol on some weird level because the the Academy is still, despite its liberal uh, constituencies, mm. it's still a very male, very senior male, very senior white male group and. While we're in a better place than we were with Brokeback Mountain, it's still a, it would still be a pretty big deal for Carol to get a, uh, to win Best Picture. Yeah, the thing to watch for is the directors. Obviously, the Producers Guild and the Directors Guild are going to tell us really if there's going to be a change up in this. I race. think Todd Haynes is in. I do. Yeah, I do too. And I think that I do think that there's a chance that the Weinstein Co. could spin that narrative. It's funny because Spotlight is to Tom Martinberg, who who. Um, who navigated the crash win over Brokeback. And I could see Harvey Weinstein being, you know, kind of savvy enough to pull that out of his hat and to make a big deal about he could. Todd Haynes being the first out gay director to win. And um, that would be a big deal. And Carol is a beautiful movie and it might sort of go a long way to, to correct that quote unquote mistake. Yes, it would be out of keeping you know, the movie itself is very Oscar-y, you know? <laughs> it's very oscar in many, many ways, but I have had Academy members tell me it was flat or, or it didn't play that well for them. It, it, it is, I, my sense with Carol, while there are many who adore it, and it has all the bells and whistles, it has cinematography and production design and costumes and everything, it's and a great score, which I, and it's going to have, it could be one of the top, it could, along with The Martian, I mean, in the end, it's The Martian and Carol and, and Revenant will have way more nominations than Spotlight. Right. You know? So it's, it's an interesting year. It's a really interesting year. It's, it's one of the most unpredictable that I can remember. That's honestly. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I know it makes your job harder, but from my perspective, it's just, you know, spread the love. At least remind people that it's a, it's a big marketplace for movies. You know, well, if we look at the top five directors, that that would likely be the top five movies to to compete with each other, and that would be The Martian, Mad Max, uh, Spotlight, and and Carol, and The Revenant, and The Revenant. Yeah, those are all. And we look at the. I mean, I look at them and I think, what movie can like? Let's throw the SAG stat out of it. Just forget. Forget about, about SAG. What movie could come up and and just take the season? I mean, could could The Big Short take the season? I mean. No. It's a comedy. It's not really accessible enough, is it, to a broader... I think Christian Bale might get in supporting, although that category is so crowded. It's also kind of a silly movie, and some people really don't like it. 
Right. right. It's I mean, it's they, a it's not entire, but it's doing well. I mean, it's it, they liked it at the Golden Globes, and that helps. But it, it, it doesn't mean category. anything. Yeah. It's a comedy I, category. You're right. What about Straight Out of Compton. Any chance there? Best Picture nomination, right? I don't have it on my list. It's I don't a, see any evidence of it. But it did yeah, so well, and a lot of people like it. Doesn't that matter for something? I mean, it's, it should have gotten something by now. Mm. Either from the critics or from the from the actors or or although the that it has there are all these movies with ensemble casts where they don't the part of the problem with Spotlight is that none of these people except for Ruffalo has a scene. Right. That's right. I still think Keaton was the best one of them. But he didn't have a scene. Well, I it's, thought he. I mean, I, I guess I, I get what you're saying. He doesn't have a, a big moment. It's a very, it's a very subtle performance. That's what's so good about it. But, but I know. It's, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's it's funny because the, all of the things that make Spotlight a great movie are also the things that make it harder for it to win Best Picture, which is ironic. But the ensemble work, the subtlety of the story, everything about it, they like, and we know this from tracing back all their winners. You know, something that is that is that you know makes them feel very, very passionately about that they can vote for. And that's the problem. But unless they can, and they are doing it. Like I just saw a news break where they were talking about an award that they're going to be handing out to. I think it's promising journalists or. Um, yeah, oh, I saw that. No, everything to make it more serious. Everything to make it have and to keep it in the. They're doing a masterful, masterful job. I almost wonder if 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 Carol doesn't have some of the right elements. But th- we come down there to, is it. Is it showy enough? Um, does it does it make people cry? This is a divide that, that has been with this movie ever since it premiered at the Cannes Film Festival. When I remember more American critics liked it than a lot of the French and other other European critics were all, all, almost kind of le- less in, engaged by it on some level because they thought that it was just sort of bland. And um, I, I I don't know if that's necessarily as strong as it was before, but it definitely isn't. You know, it's not an obvious crowd pleaser. It's a movie with a slow build, and, uh, and and a lot of people don't quite know what to make of it at first. It takes some time to sink in. Well, the other thing I'm beginning to glean is that Joy is going to be just Jennifer Lawrence. That's about it, yeah. I think. Well, it's lucky to have her. I mean, I agree. I couldn't agree more. And and I believe uh, Brooklyn could be. I'm not saying it's true. I'm curious to know what you think, you guys. It could be just acting, too, because I didn't see anything else for it. I'm very surprised by that, I have to say. I thought that this movie would be doing better. Um, I'm not really sure why it didn't hit the way that I thought it would, but um, you're right. I think it's going to be just the best actress. And then what about Black Mass and Johnny Depp? I mean, is that a... I hope so. The SAG nom means more than the Globe nom, though, in that scenario, unfortunately. It's either open for some other person to completely take his spot or he'll just come in. And, and, you know, Johnny Depp is very popular with the actual Academy branch of actors. Yes. Through the random selection of SAG. So, you know, it's possible that his friendships and alliance, guys, you're friends with Jack Nicholson. You know what I mean? It's like. uh, No, no, he'll do well. Um, And he's in the running. There's no question. Um, But he's not a lot because he didn't get both um really not a lock for yeah. sure he seems to like whereas that. leo is a lock or fassbender is a lock or well, redmayne looks like he's a lock i mean i so so the but with fassbender and redmayne what i'm seeing is that the steve jobs narrative has has been such a crash and burn kind of thing and the mm-hmm. danish girl is, is not really part of the conversation except for alicia vikander right 
No, it's Eddie Redmayne and Vikander together. It's not going to be. It's again what we're talking about is we're these are the movies that have acting support as opposed to anything else. Right. And so. You need all three, and you definitely need director, unless it's, as Anne thinks, it's going to be a split year heading in, and that's that. Tom McCarthy's not going to win, but Spotlight will be deemed um, the most important. It has a support of the actors. you know. Or we're just looking at a year that you throw out all the rules, like the Ben Affleck year, and you you know sort of navigate through a crazy year that, that doesn't make any sense. So if Michael Caine did not get nominated by either the SAG or the Globes, he's dead in the water. That's it. It can't happen. But, you know, Marion Cotillard came in. She did. There are anomalous nominations. If they push, somebody's pushing. Well, it did get for Jane Fonda from the Globes. And Charlotte Rampling could do the Marion Cotillard thing. I think so, too. Behind her, she could get in there, and then it depends if they take Rooney Mara and Leisha Vikander out of the leading role, out of the leading category, and they put them in supporting. Then she has a much better chance. Right. Agreed. And it yeah. makes sense. I mean, it's a supporting role. It's absolutely. It depends. Right. It's arguable. It's hard to. It's going both ways. She I mean, the Globes it. did one thing, and the SAG did another. Well, she kills right. it in Ex Machina, and if, if just an awareness of that movie helps the other one i think it's it's worth it just but I, I mean i think she's good in both movies she's the best thing and the only thing i really responded to in the danish girl but in, in ex machina i mean it's just like next level i mean it's, it's really that was a surprise that she got nominated for that today that was that was awesome yeah, yeah. they like they like her to get ready for her to be the next big thing she's she already is i think yeah. So idris elba and mark rylance look like locks to me in supporting actor Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, those oh. movies keep coming. Up. I mean, the, there have been so many events for Beasts of No Nation. It's yeah, they're movie, they're working it. They're working it really hard, spending a lot of money. So if well, they got a SAG ensemble. That's amazing. I know it is, and they have the Spirit Awards nomination. So even if they don't get in for Academy Best Picture, which they might, you know, it's it's hard to know how that that'll go. But but you know, because the Academy members only have five choices, and so this is where I think it might hurt Carol. Is that how many Academy members do you know are going to put Carol in their top five, like the steak eaters? That's, it has to be passion. You're right. You're abs- the steak eaters are exactly why Martian and Mad Max and Revenant are in better shape in some ways for, for Academy best picture slots. Right. And I'm- Carol will get there, but I don't think it wins. Right. Bridge of Spies is looking very iffy too. What happened there? I could. <laughs> I think it may do better with the Academy than it did with the Globes, actually, because the Academy. This is our, my argument for Mad Max and Martian too. The Academy appreciates craft, and there's extraordinary craft in Bridge of Spies. But Tom Hanks completely out of it. Tom Hanks is out of it, but you're right. All of the people Spielberg works with are so revered in their individual branches. Right. No, you know, he's going to be, I don't know if they'll get in for editing. That's a tough one, but but Michael Kahn is so well-respected, and he he always lands in the tech nominations. With and Janusz Kaminski would ordinarily be in cinematography, but there's at least six people ahead of him. So mm-hmm. Wasn't well, that Roger Deakins to lose at this point for Sicario? I don't know if he wins. I, I was looking at it, actually, and I was wondering if it couldn't be somebody crazy like John Seal or something, you know? Because in there, can, can, can Emmanuel Lebeski win again oh, the God. third time? I mean, he did a great I, job, but there's so many other people at this point. Doesn't it seem a little bit outrageous? I mean... Because Sicario looks weak. That's the thing. They vote for the movie on the ballot. They don't vote for the person, unfortunately. That's the thing. Although this year, I think that if it's not 
Chivos to win, it'll be it'll be um, Lockman, it'll be Carol. I mean, that's just some beautiful cinematography. That's a tough one, I know, but it could be sort of Carol wins. You know, art direction, costume, and cinematography. You know, even if it doesn't win any of the major awards, that's a good idea. I like that scenario. And Rooney Mara could actually theoretically win, although she's going up against Vikander, who is just as the hottest thing. So I don't know. But if she, she could also maybe, if they put her in supporting, she could really win there. I think she's my first choice if she's in the supporting category for the win. But I, that's, uh, what about, what about, <laughs> I thought Jennifer Jason Lee was just wild, you know? <laughs> she could win too because of that and Anomalisa, the two. Yeah. Sort right. Of- Exactly. Dual she, roles. She's wild in the Tarantino movie, but but she's doing something really special in Anomalisa, which uh, right. you know has a harder time getting noticed, but maybe it's providing some fuel to that fire. And another person where it's kind of her time, right? I mean, not like Leo, but there'll be a lot around. of sympathy for her. A lot of you know, she's been around for a long time. As as there will a back in the supporting actor category, as there is for Sylvester Stallone, who I still believe could get in there. I hope he does. I just would love to see that. I know so many people love Creed. It just has that that thing about it that that you know people just fall hard for it. Um, a lot of people have to catch up with it. Did, did you they, like it, Sasha? I did. I loved it. I, I you know I know it's not like the greatest movie ever made or anything, but it just is to me you know a big great studio movie that is moving and entertaining and you know you can take anybody to go see it. I, I think that there's a lot of value for that kind of film. I'm starting to appreciate it more and more as I get older. And there's well, such a great narrative with yeah. Stallone coming back. You and, know? And, and not to mention the young blood kind of showing the studios how it's done, right? I mean, somebody kind of restoring our faith that a movie like this can be made, you know, 40 years on from the first Rocky movie. Ryan Coogler rocks. Yeah. He, and he is, a, you know, a young up-and-coming black filmmaker, and that is, you know, along with F. Gary Gray, both of them are, you know, are doing such a a great you know have have just really successful films this year and it would be a shame if if that success wasn't acknowledged in some way but well Creed, there was some diversity at the at the golden globes this year which i was happy to see yeah yeah so Creed did not receive i mean outside of the stallone nomination it, it didn't get that, that was it yeah yeah right. Right. now the other possibility is paul paul dano which i'm still sort of optimistic about a lot of people that- like that movie and they like him yeah, and then Brian Wilson got a nomination, which is so great. If he could just oh, cool. go on and get an Oscar, he would be... Would... Oh, they're going to totally nominate that. They want him on the show. <laughs> so I really do. That would be just wonderful for him. You know, it would be all worth it if he could get that nomination. I think Paul Dano has a chance. It's just it's a the big short cast is, is kind of messing Chris, things up. Christian Bale could get in there. And by the way, Michael Shannon is two for two. And it's interesting that I'm assuming... That Elba and Rylance, as they, which who are two for two, are in, and I'm not making the same assumption about Shannon, and that's because not that many people have seen 99 Homes. That has to people have to catch up with that and believe that he's the best performance. Right. So right. in the last couple of minutes that we have for for this podcast, which I know you know we could go on for hours with with you two, but it's going to be a long season. <laughs> Most importantly, we need to address the question on the back of everyone's mind, which is. Uh, what happened to Tangerine? Oh, <laughs> I saw them in the New York Times. They did a nice little thing. She was included in the photo spread yeah. in today's New York Times. Maya. 
Maya Ta- what a great movie that is. What a what a talent he is, that director. I think that um the it getting a best picture nomination at the Spirit Awards is probably more than they could have ever dreamed would happen. And um it's probably not going to get anywhere near the Oscar race, but you know, it, that kind of prominence and profile for them is is a really good thing. I will say one thing that I that I am I'm liking about certain films gaining momentum is the documentary race with with Josh Oppenheimer in in The Look of Silence because I thought Act of Killing was sort of next level in so many ways, and, and this is a, a, a tamer film in terms of the filmmaking style, but just as powerful, and it seems like maybe he's got a better shot this time, that the, the Amy narrative isn't, even though that's, I think, a strong film, maybe that it's not quite as compelling as it was with 20 Feet from Stardom when, when he lost last time. <laughs> it still has to go to the whole academy. I've been thinking about that, Eric, and there's a whole scenario where the he'll get into the top five. In other words, the branch is definitely going to vote him into the top five. That's a sure thing, which is hard to, to get in. But I don't know about winning because that goes to the whole academy. That's everybody. And it's still a refined and brilliant movie, but it has to play for everybody. Sasha, what's the one film you wish was still in the conversation and seems to have fallen off uh, most people's radars? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm like a dog with a bone sometimes in the years, and I just get one movie that I really love and I want it to do well. Even And then for me, that's The Martian this year, which is so strange and inexplicable because it's doing just fine. It's made over $200 million. It doesn't need any Oscar love. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I like a lot of the movies. There hasn't really been one that I really loved, but I would say of all of them that we've talked about, Creed would be the one that I would like to have seen kind of gain a little momentum and get in the race, if only to be sort of the one Cinderella story that, you know, would make the race exciting. I I think at the end of the day with the Oscars, what usually happens is we all get very excited about the possibilities, and then when they read the nominations, you you just kind of think, oh, yeah, okay, of course, it's (laughs) the forgot it's the academy this is what they like (laughs) well there is something to be said though for late breaking momentum so assuming that um hateful eight has any i mean what do you think i'm not the one to ask about that movie (laughs) (laughs) go ahead and answer it (laughs) we have an embargo don't forget Okay, yeah, I think that I mean, it's going to be too rough for the Academy. That's my prediction. But I don't know because I know everybody loves him, and everybody I've talked to except me has loved the movie. So and, and people I, really respect Tarantino for doing whatever the hell he wants. And one thing you can say about this movie is that it's the biggest reflection of that, of, of his career. That's true. But it's not his best movie, not by a long shot. And I think the the cinematography they're going to love. They're gonna I agree. The, the fact that he's adhering to film and that he's standing up for something and that he, you know, stood up to the cops this he year. He might win for that reason, actually. I was thinking that, too, that Bob Richardson could be the narrative that wins cinematography. Oh, absolutely, yes. But I think Mad Max, ultimately. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if it's not Carol. All right, all right. Look, we could go on forever. Eric's right. I understand We have one that. more thing that we can't forget about, which is the movie that nobody's seen and nobody's talking about. This Star Wars! Right around the corner. Monday. In fact, I just had a very anxious moment where I realized that I might not have RSVP'd in time. Dear God. I hope, 
I hope I, that doesn't happen. I think you get to see it a day before I do, Anne. That's so unfair. <laughs> yeah, me well, too. Assuming I did RSVP, it has some weird. I'm assuming I did. If you don't I must see that have. movie, you don't exist in this profession. Tell me, no, I'll see it, it the next <laughs> night if I don't go that night. Besides, they're not going to not let Anne in. Are you oh, kidding? God. Oh come on, they don't give but, a shit whether I see it at the premiere or not. Well, it's <laughs> exciting anyway. And the thing is, is it will won't it be funny if Star Wars is so good that it just becomes comes the you know the titanic of the year it wins everything and we have all this conversation that we had because nobody had seen it and nobody knew i don't think that's going to happen i'm just saying wouldn't it be funny if it did but uh but yeah that's the movie of the year i mean everybody's going to be talking about it now and for the next 10 years probably well the force is strong with you guys in terms of figuring out where we're at right now but anything could change in the next week so we'll have to reconvene in our stormtrooper outfits uh in great. seven days and, and figure out where we're at. Sasha, thanks so much for being here. It's always it great to hear It was a pleasure to have you. Thank yeah. you guys for having me. It was a lot of fun. We'll have you back soon. <laughs>